your lamps trimmed and burning. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning. The time is drawing now. Children, don't get weary. Children, don't get weary. Children, don't get weary till your work is done. Children, don't get weary. Children, don't get weary. Children, don't get weary till your work is done. Christian journey soon be over. 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 The time is drawing on. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning. The time is drawing on. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning. Keep your lamps trimmed and burning. The time is privileged to be in the best church in the Nevada Utah conference I want to say the best church on the west coast and so we are honored to have you visiting with us if you are here today um, for the first time we have been having a wonderful time here in our revival, in our week of revival. We did not start our new year in the club somewhere, partying, drinking. We started our 2013 in the Lord. So we have been preaching and teaching. We heard from Senior Pastor Madden. Uh, we heard from his junior, Daniel Madden. That's Pastor Madden's DNA fine product of Pastor Madden and Sister Anne-Marie. Hallelujah. She's giving me a look. Amen. Praise God. Just the two of you made that happen. So we had an awesome time. So those of you who were here all week, I want you to turn to the neighbor and say, where were you? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for Jaleesa, thank you. Did you ask your neighbor, where were, where were you? Don't be shy, it's all right. You're in church, they can't do you nothing. You're in church, in the sanctuary. And so today we are here. I wanna welcome our KKVV listeners at this time. You're listening on the 1060 AM dial. And also those like who are watching live. Sister Gail, I know you're watching. Shout out to you. Couldn't be here, but God bless you. And those who are watching from different places all around the country, I want to take this opportunity on behalf of the Abundant Life Church family to welcome you to our live service here at 1720 North J Street. If you'd like to connect with us, you can call us at 702-647-2627. Or you may write to us at Abundant Life, 7th-day Adventist Church, 
1720 North J Street, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89106. Today, for those who are watching, listening on the radio, is an awesome day. Today is when we find out how serious we are about our church, our mission, and our relationship with God. It is roll call here at the Abundant Life Church. And so uh, we, we culminate the week of revival and prayer today with a message from our senior pastor, O'Neill Madden. You have been hearing from him, awesome teacher, awesome minister, preacher. So I'd like you to just prepare, lift him up in your prayers. God's manservant has a message on his heart to give to us today. Before we hear from Pastor Madden, we will be favored by a selection from our choir, from Sister Jaleesa Smith, who will bless her heart. And so I ask you to lift her up as she comes to us, after which we will hear from Senior Pastor O'Neill Madden. Hear ye him. Good morning, happy Sabbath, church. Good morning. Oh, when I come to die 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. As we come today, we came to roll call. There was an invitation sent out, and we have been talking about it for weeks, inviting each and every member to come to roll call. And even if you were not a member, we invited you to become a member to show up here at Roll Call. It's very important for us to understand that this call, it is not one for show. This call is about life, life and death. And it is a serious one. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for each and every person that came out here to roll call. We pray that you will bless and that you will anoint us as we hear your words. As we hear your words echoed in this chamber, we pray, Father, that you'll convict someone that they will make up their minds for their name to be written on the roll. Please, Lord, lead us now, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. In the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 22, we find a very interesting parable. A parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And so Jesus tells these people about a parable. 
And he wants to illustrate this, and so Jesus steps into their space. We specialize, you know, we serve a God that specializes in stepping into our space. Uh, we serve a God that comes and sit down beside you. We serve a God that comes into your home and visits you. We serve a God in Revelation chapter 23 uh, that delights in coming in and supping with you. Jesus, he is all about keeping it real. And so he tells these stories, these parables, these messages to help us to understand exactly what it should be and how we can become and how we can overcome. And so Jesus tells this story in the book of Matthew chapter 22. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king which made a marriage for his son. And he sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. And again he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and fatlings are killed. And all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. Verse 5. But they made light of it. And went their way. One to his farm and another to his merchandise. And the remnant uh, took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burnt their city. Verse 8, then saith he to his servants, the wedding is ready, but they which are bidden are those that were invited are not worthy. Go therefore to the highways, and as many as he find, bid them to the marriage, invite them to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, both bad and good, both righteous and sinners. He invited them, he invited them to the wedding feast. And the wedding was furnished with guests, both bad and good. And when the king came in to see his guests, he saw that there was a man which had not a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to his servants, 
bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him in utter darkness. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. This parable is very interesting. Very interesting parable because what we're seeing is that Jesus is trying to teach these people. He's trying to show them that, listen, I came and I sent messengers over and over to the ones, to the, the, the people of Israel. And I, I encouraged them to come, but they refused. But then they opened it up and they sent it out and invited the bad and the good. And they all came in. And you have to understand the, 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 the context of this parable that usually when there was a wedding, I know that uh, in our day and age right now, we, when there is a wedding, you expect people to bring gifts. You, you expect people to come bearing all gifts, but in those times, that wasn't the important thing. Uh, they, especially a king and uh, someone at that level, they would invite people and they will be given gifts. Uh, they will be given a garment uh, and they would be covered up. They would have to take off their garment. They would have to go through a cleansing process that when they came in, everyone was in like manner arrayed in their clean garments supplied by the king. But this one man decided that he was going to do things differently. He decided that he was going to help the king. He decided that he was going to just, you know, get, bring his own garment and he was going to spruce things up a bit. And so the king started walking around in that banquet hall. And as he looked and he observed and he noticed that all the guests, even though they were bad, and good, even though they were sinners and righteous, he noticed that how they were all arrayed and he was, he was very happy, but then he, something caught his eye and he looked in the back and he's, he walked over to this man and he friend, how, how did you get in here? How did you make it cross my guards? My servants. And the man could not say anything. He was speechless. Immediately, judgment came on. And he was bounded hand and foot and cast out. Truth be told, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he wrote the name of every single human being on the road. Now you have to understand this concept. You may not get it. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, Jesus said humanity is saved. And every single person that was born 
and that will be born, their names were written on the roll. The problem with us, human beings, is that we are stubborn, we are wicked, we are blind, and we're naked. And what we do, we erase our name from the roll. We tell God we don't want our name on the roll. And how do we tell God? By the choices we make. And so when Christ died for you and me, every single person's name was on the roll, good and bad. Everyone was on the roll. But this man with his garment, he came in, and the way he was carrying on, he was basically saying, listen, I, I, I am above your command. I, I am above your laws. I, I don't have to do uh, things the way you said. Uh, you, you, you may have talked about a Sabbath, but listen, I have my own Sabbath. Uh, you, you talk about the, the right way of living. I have my own way. And so I, I could do whatever I want. Right? And so this man came in with his own garment. There is a counsel that is given unto us in the book of Revelation chapter 3. And the counsel is for us to take on the garment of Christ's righteousness. If you read that in Revelation chapter 3, you could read it on your own time. I'm just telling it to you. But I want you to understand that Christ wants to cover us with his righteousness. The problem came in in the book of Genesis chapter 3. Uh, when, uh, if you look in Genesis chapter 2, the last chapter, it says that they were both naked. The man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. And if you research well, is that they were covered with the, the glow, this righteousness that God had given them. But as soon as they reached out and took the fruit, that glow, that covering that they had faded. And they realized their nakedness. And then after in Genesis chapter 3, we see man and woman, this couple, this first couple running in the garden and they take fig leaves. You see, the illuminous fig leaves. And they took the fig leaves and covered, made coats of covering, covering themselves. Let me, un let, me let you understand this. The idea of what Adam and Eve was doing, they were trying to take something that was foreign to what God wanted to put on themselves. They were taking their own covering and covering themselves. Your covering will not work. Our covering will not work. And so they rejected the covering of God, and they were using their own covering, hiding in the midst of the garden, right? And when God came in, and he asked them the question, and he asked the question, who told you you were naked? How did you know you were naked? And they, they were using their own covering. Let me tell you, in 2013... If you make the same mistakes you have made in 2012, and now we transition in 2013, and you say, listen, I've made it. That means my plan is working. I know how to live my life. I know how to, to dress myself. 
I know how to, 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 to work and I know how to eat. I know what to do. And you tell yourself this and fool yourself into the whole thing that you are a self-sufficient person. Doom is on the horizon. Because that's how Satan works, right? Satan makes you feel that, hey, you, you have it all right. But then he traps you. You know, it's like that illustration of these pigs. And uh, these guys, they wanted to catch these pigs. And so they were dropping these, these little, these baits. And they dropped it and these pigs were just eating, 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 eating. And they were coming along, coming along, coming along. And before they knew it, they were trapped. And they were ensnared. We are like those pigs. And Satan is like that one just leading them along. We got to understand, folks. This is for real. And God wants us to know directly that there is a covering that he has provided for each and every one of us. And if we do not have that covering when Christ comes back, the Bible tells us when Christ comes back, he's going to come back with the brightness of all the angelic hosts. And when he comes back, two things are going to happen. Two things simultaneously. There is going to be a resurrection. And that resurrection will take place. The righteous will be resurrected, caught up with the living, as 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 tells us. But then, simultaneously, the wicked will be slain. Two things will be happening simultaneously. The righteous taken and the wicked slain. Anyone that is found not having the garment of Christ, not having the righteousness of Christ, as Revelation chapter 3 tells us, will be slain by the brightness of his coming immediately. And we got to understand that this day is coming very soon. This morning, I had a wake-up call. A good friend of mine, in fact, we were baptized together back in the 80s. We call him Smiley because he smiles a lot. Very nice guy. Three friends, three of my elementary friends, we went to elementary school. We were baptized together in the crusade held by T.A. McNeely. Some of you guys know him. And we used to go around and uh, we used to have these Bible studies on a packed bus. We were so zealous for God and we, we had this idea that Christ is coming back very, very soon. And so we used to just go around and uh, we used to go on a packed bus. We used to wait, look for crowds and so forth. And so um, Smiley would be in the back of the bus. My other friend Lincoln would be in the front of the bus and I would be in the middle of the bus. And then Smiley would ask in the back and says, um, uh, hey, O'Neill, what day is the Sabbath day? Right? Then I would say, well, you know, according to the scripture in Genesis chapter 2 and also in Exodus chapter 20, this is what it says. Then I said, hey, Lincoln, what do you think about that? 
And so what happened, we used to give a Bible study to a whole bus. Can you imagine that? We used to have some questions afterwards, too, and all of that. I mean, but we were just, I mean, we were just way out, just running for the Lord. 16, 17-year-old, we were just on fire for God, giving Bible studies. My friend, Smiley, called me this morning. And Smiley had some challenges in his life. And eventually he had drifted away from the church, from Christ. And he had married someone. And uh, on the outside of the church. And his beloved wife over the last few years had been facing some challenges. And so she's been coming to church on and off, coming to church on and off, and she fell sick to cancer. And this morning, I got the call that she passed away. Now, I tell you all of that history to this, to what Smiley told me. He said, my wife in the last few weeks, she accepted God and she want, wanted to be baptized. And she was talking of baptism, and she wanted to be baptized, and, and she wanted to figure out some way to be baptized, but somehow she couldn't because of her sickness. And he had decided, and they had decided that, you know, they will get baptized together. And then yesterday morning at 4 a.m., she passed away. And he was agonizing and says, you know, Pastor, I, I, I thought we were going to do it, you know. I, but we delayed. We had opportunities at this time and that time. But, you know, I, and he was just crying. And I thought of this, and I thought of the message that I was preparing here. And I thought, I said, you know something? There are many individuals that's in the same category we know what we should do, but we delay. We know what we should do, but we hold back. We know that we need to change up some things in our life because we want to meet the role. We want to have our names on, remain on the role. But somehow, we, you know, things interfere, gets in our life, and we put it off. You know, and we are always putting it off. We are always putting it off. We're kicking the can down the road. We don't want to deal with the issue. We're sweeping the dirt under the rug. We don't want to clean it up. But there comes a time when you will have a major infestation that you're going to have to take care of that. And I believe that God is always calling us into this reality for us to clean up and get things straight. And so... When we think of all of this now, here we are at roll call. And God has called us at this time into this reality and at roll call. And we come now and each and every single one of us, we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to take a stand. 
we have an opportunity to make a change. Some of us have made the rev resolution just a few days ago, and we have the opportunity to make the stand, to stand for God, and so forth, but are we doing it? Are we going to live our lives in a different way, or are we going to continue down the same path? Are we going to be like this man that basically chose his own way, chose his own destiny, and as a result, he was cast out? Are we going to be a cast out, or are we are going to be a cast in? Which one? You have to choose. Because the Bible tells us in verse 14 of our scripture in uh, Matthew chapter 22, it says that for many are called, but few are chosen. What it actually is breaking down, if you read it well, it says for many are called, but few are choosing. Many are called, but few are choosing right now. You have an opportunity right now for life, but are you choosing life or death? You have an opportunity for eternal life, right? But are you going to choose eternal death? You have an opportunity to make a change in your life. You have an opportunity to change the destiny of your life, to change the destiny of your family, but are you going to choose life or death? Some of us, we continue living a hellish life. Some of us, we continue living a devilish life, and you know that it's going to affect your generation. You know that your kids are going to be affected. You know that their children will be affected, but you do nothing about it. You know what ticks me off? is when some parents come and say, Pastor, please pray for my child. You know, he, he's hanging around with the wrong company. Or she's, she's doing this or doing that and not doing... And then I ask them, you know, please, what, how, what, have you reformed your life? Are you having even worship in your home? Are you really, I mean, serious about who you are and as a Christian? And... Listen, the thing that is so hard for me is when I see that we do not want to obey. We don't want to follow God, but then we want our children automatically just to wake up and start on a righteous pathway. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Some of your kids are acting up right now because of you. And 2013, 2013 could be a year of change, right? But you have to start the change in your life. You have to make the change. You have to be the man or the woman in the house and stand up and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We have to be serious about this relationship. You can't just be playing around with God like that and thinking that, hey, listen, everything is going to be all right. But some of us, we play around with God. We come to church on Sabbath, and we are so happy. You know, we let the Holy Spirit in on Sabbath, and then after, as the sun sets, we open the back door, and we let the devil in to boogie with us for the, last, the next six days. And that's the cycle. The Lord is in on Sabbath, we're singing the songs, we dress up light, nice and all of these things, and your kids are looking and says, huh, if you only knew. If you only knew. 
many of us in this place, Christians, Seventh-day Adventist Christians, we are not going to make roll call. Hypocrisy will keep us out of the kingdom. There was a minister that I was acquainted with a few years ago, Pastor Andrews Ayu. He was a man from Africa. And when this man came to our church, I swear that this man was God. Because when this man looks at you, it is as if the eyes of God is looking at you. And I remember I had a, a particular struggle in my life, and I, I know whenever he looked at me, I had to look away. Because I don't know, I thought that somehow this man is just reading me, and uh, you know, and he used to say, Madden, you know, do God's work, you know, live for God, you know, Madden, and, and I used to be afraid. But, you know, some of, don't, I don't have that gift. <laughs> so don't be afraid. But I'm telling you, it is time for God's people to live for him. Be real. I know you came here the first Sabbath. You showed up at roll call. And you just want to, you know, pay respect and all of these things. Right? But paying respect is surrendering your all to God. God, he wants your life. He wants your all. He doesn't want half of you. A head can't make it into the kingdom. A foot can't make it into the kingdom. God wants your entire being. And I'm encouraging us, church, it is time for us to be serious for God. If we can't stand for God today, he will not be able to stand for you tomorrow. I'll repeat it. If you can't stand for God today, he will not be able to stand for you tomorrow. And as we look here, the song says, when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more. We sang it just now. And at morning breaks eternal bright and fair. It tells us when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, the question I want to ask is, will you be there? Will you be able to stand? The Bible tells us in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 10, it tells us a fairy stream issued and came forth from before him. Ten thousands ministered unto him, and tens of thousands stood before him. And the judgment was set, and the books were open. There are going to be books that will be open. And if we allow our name to remain on the books by the grace of God, salvation will come to our house. But if we play the fool with what we have right now, doom is on the horizon. The scripture in Revelation Composite scripture in Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. It tells us, I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened. Which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of the things written in the books according to their works. God is calling us into a relationship right now. 
And the truth of the matter is, all of these works that we're reading about and everything, we can't do it. It's impossible for you to save yourself. It is impossible for you to concoct anything in this world to build a space shuttle of righteousness. Get in on it. It doesn't matter how many scriptures is on that space shuttle. It is impossible for you to have anything like this. Build a space shuttle of, a, of about 300 strong to get all of the members of abundant life in it. It's impossible if we had all the money in the world and propel ourselves to space, we would never make it. We need Jesus Christ. We need Jesus Christ. You need to lift up and say, Jesus, listen, I want my name to remain on the roll, but the only way my name could remain on the roll is for me to walk in an active relationship with God. How do we walk in an active relationship as I conclude? We walk in an active relationship by doing three things, right? It is by what we ingest in us, the word of God, the promises. It is by what we send up to him, our prayers. You know, that the, the, the incense that goes up, our prayers, our connection with God, and how we minister, we witness to others. This is what is needed. God wants to establish an active relationship with us, but are we willing? Are we willing to take it to the next level? This is coming on Wednesday night. You better be there. Are we willing to take it to the next level and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us? Or are we doing it on our own? Church, it is high time for us to recognize that it's not about us, but it is about God. As you have come today at roll call, we have members that came in, we gave you these sheets, these certificate, a certificate pledge, if you want to call it that. And this certificate, basically, is a pledge. You are a member, and if you want to remain a member of this church, you need to be an active one. One thing I realize, and I'm going to say this boldly, there'll be no passive members entering into the kingdom of God. Now, yes, there will be no passive members. You cannot just be on the roll. You've got to be active. You have to have your weapon cocked, ready to go, ready to fight. No passive members will be going into the kingdom. God wants active members. And I'll even say this boldly, if you're not willing to be an active member, you don't belong to this church. You don't belong to this congregation. Every member. I've seen people in wheelchairs saying, Pastor, whatever, I'm ready. While I see people with their long legs ready to run away. <laughs> and so... When the roll is called up yonder, will you be there? Roll call, 2013, all hands on deck. We ask you to write your name on this line, and we ask you to sign it here, and I sign it, I've signed it already in faith. And this is a pledge. 
a pledge. It pledges to, you pledge to be an active agent of Christ in 2013 and beyond. The scripture that I will end with is what you have on your pledge form here. And it says here, I have also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I. Send me. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Very important for us to understand. God is calling every single one of us. He is sending us to go. He is bidding us to go. And this is active duty. God wants you to be active in supporting the church financially. He wants you to be active in supporting the church in your time. He wants you to be active in supporting the church in your talents. He wants you to be active in supporting the church in your prayers. He wants you to be active in every single way. As parents, you need to be active at home, mentoring your children in the right way. Amen? Amen, parents? Amen. It's very important. And so if you are not doing this yet, and if you don't even know how to do it, I'm putting this out. I will personally come to your home and show you how. I will wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and come to your home and worship with you. I will come. I will come and lead you into, into uh, family worship. If you want, I will come. And I'll be true to my word. It is time for God's people to be active. It is time for the Holy Spirit to come in our homes and for the devil to exit. But we have to start now. And God has a mission for us. I would like to say um, at this time, I'm going to invite, um, before I say what I'd like to say, I want to invite Sister Carol. Uh, to come forward, and uh, she's going to give us a report before I give you this charge and pray. Sister. Hi, Pastor Madden. Uh, we have 394 members on our roll, and today we had 168 members that were present. Could you imagine if we had all those 394 members today? Mm. Amen. Can you imagine? You hear that? A hundred and how much? 168. A hundred and sixty-eight members showed up at roll call out of 394. Now, I'm disappointed, but it gives us a challenge this year. It is our aim that next time at roll call, we were going to have accounted 100% of our members. We have this entire year to work on this, folks. We got to get our members back out. We got to get them active. We got to get them involved. And as they come, as you have come to roll call, 168, God could work with you. He could work with us, and we could do great things for the Lord this year. Stay tuned. We're going to have some amazing times. He will use 168 active members in, a, in an amazing way. 
Amen. He will turn the city upside down. At this time, I'm going to ask for our members to stand. I want you to stand. I want you to stand with your pledge card in hand. We want you to be active. Lift up your pledge card. Lift them up. I hope you, your names are written on it. <laughs> well, there's no pledge card and iPad here. <laughs> right? I want you to lift these up. I want you to lift these up. It's very important for us to understand. Some of you that's lifting your cards up now, you're wondering and you're saying, listen, um, I'm not even sure if I have any gifts or have any talents. You know, the Lord has told Jeremiah, he said, don't worry. I'm going to give you words. I'm going to give you the words to say. I'm going to give you the power. Don't worry. The same thing he told Moses. I'm going to empower you. And so today, as our members hold up your pledge card, we are pledging to be an active agent for Christ in 2013. We're pledging that we are going to be moving in the grace and the power of God. We're pledging that indeed we're going to have all hands on deck. From if you are a, a toddler, if you are, if you are, if you're a teen, if you are a young adult, it doesn't matter who you are. God wants you on deck. Amen? Amen. And so at this time, I want to pray for us as we lift these cards up. I want to pray for the pledge that you have signed. Uh, we want the anointing of God to be up on every single one of us. Let us pray. Eternal God in heaven, you have called us for such a time as this. It is time, Lord, for us to stop playing church. It is time, Lord, for your people to recognize their calling. There are so many gifts in this church. There are so many individuals that you have called. I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit will touch each and every one, Lord, in this place that's lifting up these cards. I pray, Father, that you will challenge us, that we, as we move in 2013, Lord, we will move as you bid. Lord, take control of your people. It is high time, Father, for us to, to put away the foolishness, put away sin, put away all the besetting sin, and to allow the Holy Spirit, Lord, to walk in our lives, to lead us, Lord. I pray, Father, that you will bless the homes that is represented here, and that you will just take control, Lord. Take your church back. Take your home back. Fathers, please, Respond to your responsibility. Mothers, please be the mothers that you should be in Israel. Father, I pray for the anointing upon the young people. We've seen the trends, Lord, that many young people are being tripped up by the devil. But today, Lord, as we stand, we stand saying it is enough. Take control of your people once again. And we pray, Lord, for fresh oil of anointing yes. to be upon us. Yes. Lord, please do what we cannot do for ourselves and keep us on this road. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Please be seated.
if you have come to roll call and you were not a member, a visitor, you may have heard online, and you want to be a member of this church, we want to give you an opportunity. Uh, you can see any of the Bible workers. Just lift your hands. The Bible workers, the pastoral staff, Pastor Leroy's or myself, you could see us afterwards. We will be so happy to help you. If you're listening online, watching online, listening on the radio, please give a call to our number. And what is our number? 702-647-2627. I'm new here, right? Give a call. And we want you to get involved. Our church is on a mission here. And the mission that we're on is to win Las Vegas for Jesus Christ. And so as... We come to you on a week-by-week -week basis and also in the midweek. It is our intention to preach the word of Christ and to allow it to flow into your homes and for your homes to be indeed betels where individuals will be able to find peace and comfort knowing that we have godly people living in Vegas. May God empower you and may he guide you as we continue on. Now I was given a note here that we have a dignitary in our midst and we have a fellow soldier. Now pastor, can you just tell me who this uh, pastor is? We are very blessed today to have Pastor Preston who is an old soldier of the cross, amen? Yeah, right. Once a pastor, always a pastor, amen? Amen. In Jesus. Amen. amen. Pastor Preston, I'd like to invite you to come forward, please. Pastor Preston, uh, he introduced his wife, Dr. Preston. All right. We welcome you. And it seems like you're coming from someplace warm. Yes, I am. Amen. And where, where, where is this place warm it's, that you're coming from, it's sir? Orlando, Florida. Wow. And, uh, Pastor, I want to say I was moved by the service and your preaching this morning. By God's grace. I am so pleased to be in the house of God with God's people. My wife is not here again. We are here at a conference. Amen. <laughs> amen. 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 It's good to qualify that. You know, your church might be watching, right? <laughs> Amen, amen. And so everyone, we want to thank you for coming out to Roll Call. Um, we're looking forward to Roll Call 2014. It is my goal and prayer that the next Roll Call will be bigger than this one, that we will probably even have to rent a hall, right, for Roll Call 2014. It is my prayer that God will bless us as we enter uh, into as we are in this year 2013 that we will receive the power that God has in store for us. Amen. Let us all stand please.
and uh, we're going to be singing our closing, our song, closing song. Um, I would like you to sing, turn to the, the song, When the Roll is Called Up Yonder, I'll Be There. Um, Sister um, Brown. Okay, let's sing it together. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Words should be on screen. After the prayer, we're going to be asking all members that came to roll call, we're going to be taking a picture on the outside. And so as we uh, come to the end of our service, we know that the Lord, he is not finished with us, but he's going to lead us. He has promised that he will give us power, power, power to overcome power to do his will. Let us pray. Father, 
we thank you for your Holy Spirit as we come to the conclusion of this service lead us Father bless us and help us to be all that we can be in Jesus Christ today and forevermore we pray in Jesus name